Eagles, Gary Cachulio. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. And before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, Joseph Simkovic, author of How to Kiss the Universe, Ms. Aida, author, psychic, spellcaster, rootworker, and witch. You can find her at MsAida.com, M-I-S-S, AIDA.com. And this episode is also being sponsored by Ginger Glasser. You can find Ginger at tarotbyginger.com. She's a tarot reader, evidential medium, and psychic. And that's at tarotbyginger.com. And this episode is also being sponsored by Alan Questel from uncommonsensing.com. And he has a new book out on Amazon called Intentional Acts of Kindness. And I definitely recommend checking that one out, too. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Richard Renault, And he is the creator of the Dragonfly, which looks like it is a spirit phone to the other side. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you for having me. So, before we get into the Dragonfly, what got you into paranormal and spirit communication so it happened actually when i was a young child my father was one of the very first people to start psychic fairs in north america so as a young child uh, conversations about speaking to the other side auras ufos bigfoot all that kind of stuff was very normal um and just became kind of like a regular dinner conversation and then um as time went by, um, I w- my father went to a trance psychic, which is similar to Edgar Casey. His name was Michael Reed. Um, he had a group of um, a group of entities called the Evergreens who spoke through. And so my father would, or my parents actually would ask a lot of questions about his children and various cool topics. So that furthered my interest. And then when I was a teenager, I was actually able to um, have sessions with the Evergreens and that helped shape uh, who I am today. And that's really what got me into it. What got your dad into it then? (laughs) Or did it start with his father? father. (laughs) Right? Um, My father was always into like sci-fi books and stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think it's just more the curiosity and um, his interests and I, as far as he told me, he met, you know, would interview psychics before he started the psychic fair. And he, you know, he wanted to see how legit they were. And sure enough, you know, a lot of them blew him away that enough, okay, you could be part of the fair, let's do it. So it was interesting as a young child, I have lots of memories of going to like several places in Canada and, you know, meeting all these wonderful people that, yeah, they're as normal as everyone else, but they have this ability. And it was just, it was cool. Wow. That would be an awesome way to grow up. <laughs> right? <laughs> so so then from there, like like your own curiosity into the spirit realm, like like was it from a paranormal investigator point of view? Is it from the psychic or, or medium point of view? Like 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 or all the approaches to it? Honestly, it was more from the psychic's perspective. So going to the trans psychic, I learned the 
unlimited questions I could ask. So I asked things like from, you know, what is Bigfoot to, uh, can I speak to Nikola Tesla? Hey, I got this great idea. Can, what do you think about it? Um, how do I win the science fair at my high school? And I did win two years in a row based on their suggestion um, to relationship advice, personal advice, uh, health advice. It was just so unlimited that I, I call it in a way you become addicted, but it's not an addiction. It's just you're, you're accessing a wealth of knowledge that is just not normal. And it became normal that, you know, to get answers to questions, I was like, Oh, I know next time I see them, I'll ask, you know, such and such. So I just loved it. Honestly, just loved it. Mm -hmm. And then when, um, in 2004, I believe, uh, that person retired and you know, when it goes away, you miss it and you miss it badly. It's like, no. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's what fueled it fueled wow. as time went by. When you're, when you're doing this or, or, um, how do you know that the information you're receiving from these other entities is accurate information? And where do you think they're getting the information from? That's a great question. And that's always the, the biggest mystery. How do you know what you hear is real? And when he went into his trance state, there was, like Edgar Casey, there was definitely a difference in the voice. Now, sure, somebody could fake it. But when you bring up a person who you know that person did not meet, doesn't know anything about, doesn't ask you questions about, and you ask simple, simple question like, um, how do I help so-and-so? Or um, what can you tell me about so-and-so? There's been such accurate information that it's been mind-blowing. Like I had a friend who said, my back hurts. I don't know what's going on. I'm achy. And I went, okay, I'll, next time I go, I'll ask. And they, they recited, okay, his spine is out in the following places, like labeled the spine saying this and this. I, I forget. I don't know the, what spine it was exactly, but let's say C1, C2, T3, T4, out of alignment, go see chiropractor. He goes see the chiropractor, tells the chiropractor what someone told him, and the chiropractor reports, yep, I would completely agree with that diagnosis and, you know, appears to adjust. I've had them tell me things about people that when I mention to them, they look at me and go, how did you know that? I'm like, well, and I confess to how I get the information, but it, it's just, it's not that I'm looking for accuracy. It just, it's there. Mm -hmm. And then it's mind blowing. And I've gotten information where I go, yeah, right. And then it's like, oh, you were right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but you ever question how they know all this information? Or even Say that why, again. Do you ever question why the entities know how they know the information that they're giving you? Like, where are they getting so, it from? Are they pulling it? From? They, yeah, I know, right? So they see it as it's like thought forms are recorded. So everything that everyone in the world thinks, talks, it's all in memory. Everyone has spirit guides. This is a group of entities that have been with people since the moment they were created. They're with you to the end of time. Um, they, they're like duplicates of you. If you believe in reincarnation or if you don't, doesn't matter. But what has been explained to me is when we, the soul, incarnate into this life, we forget everything. It's like a complete fresh slate start over. You know nothing. 
but your guides know everything. They remember everything and they're connected to every other soul in existence. So it's like all souls talk to each other that the information is, it's like a spiritual internet. It's all there. So when you want, say, uh, if, sorry, if you're to get someone's information about someone, it's because your guides talk to their guides to say, hey, tell us about Joe, <laughs> you know, yada, yada, yada. Okay, great. And then they convey the information forward. Simple as that. Is the spirit guide, you sort of mentioned like it's duplicate of ourselves. So it's like, it's our, is it our higher self? Higher self actually comes from the term in Huna and it refers mm -hmm. to your soul. Spirit guides are outside of your soul, but they're connected to you. Think of it like family, but a family that never goes away. Hmm. But I call it um, your crew. You're the captain. They're your crew. But the captain always knows to trust the crew to take the captain where the captain wishes to be. Hmm. That kind of thing. Yeah. If that's the case, then why isn't everybody using them? Like, <laughs> well, the thing is, um, the, your guides and your thoughts are mm -hmm. intermixed, right? So unless you train yourself, you wouldn't know that, or I shouldn't say you wouldn't understand the separation between your thinking and their thinking. So my, with my product, the dragonfly, mm -hmm. it separates the process or separates the thought form or the, the thoughts so that you clearly hear their, what they say, and you can discern it from what you're thinking. Then as you go through your daily life, you mm -hmm. may get like this instinctive nudge or all of a sudden you decide to look something up on the internet. That could be them nudging you. Or when you're driving for whatever reason, you decide to turn right instead of left. That could be them nudging you, right? So they nudge you subtly only to get you where you want to be faster. But depending on you, because you're the captain, you can either listen to that or you can change your mind and say, no, 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 I'm, gonna, I'm not turning left. I'm going to turn right just like I wanted to. Hmm. Right? Cause, so That's interesting. It, I find that psychics who do this, call it day in, day out, like mm -hmm. any sport or practice, they start understanding their own intuition. I mean, there's a lot of people that have a really good intuition. Well, that intuition is your guides. That's how you know. That's how the gut knows. If you walk into a situation and you know it's not going to be good, how can you tell based on the room that you're looking at or the people that you see? There's something in you that's going, no, 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 no. Um, that's them. Right? I've never – I've kind of wrestled with this ideas too all the time. Like I, I do this show and I ask these questions and things like that. And I do believe that in, in non-local mind. You know, I don't believe that the mind is local. I believe that the – Mine is more of a receiver and transmitter of information. And as that's happening, you know, when, when I have a thought or imagination or anything like that, it's all real. Right. And, and so I just assume that it's all real, it's all true in some way or some form. You know, I never really thought of like, you know, taking that information and really breaking it apart to see what you know, is being provided to me from one place and why it's coming from another place. Right. Yes, exactly. And it's now the other thing is it's about trusting it, right? You, you may be getting all these interesting thoughts and pieces of information, but I find a lot of people have problems trusting it. You know, mm -hmm. some people question their own gut 
And it's like, yes, but it's there for a reason. And then some people call it, have that regret. I should have listened to my gut. My gut was telling me, well, that shows you're the captain, but there's the information. Hmm. You know. Trusting it. That's a tough one. <laughs> I mean, I mean, even like even with your device, you know, you're you're communicating, but exactly. there still has to be that trust. And I think that's something a lot of us lack. Exactly. Now, where I find it gets interesting is imagine having a problem that you've tried to solve. Now, where do you turn? You let's say you turn to all the experts, and they still don't have the answers for you. But when you turn to the other side, that's where the magic happens. They give you perspectives that you didn't think you had or present a choice you didn't know existed. That's where I find, I go, well, where did that come from? Like I could, like with the trans psychic, I could have had conversations with them. Hey, you know, this is what's happening. And he may offer his advice. But when we hear the advice coming from what we believe is coming from the other side, all of a sudden, well, where's that perspective? Because that's totally different than anything I had thought of mm -hmm. or the other person thought of, right? It's just a perspective where you're like, sometimes it's a mind shake where it's like, I had not even thought of that because if mm -hmm. I continue on the path I had been, I would have gone say this way, but now since you mentioned that, I'm going to go that way. Now I have an interesting example. I was in a position where I had no money for a car. My car was breaking down. My guide said, search for a car. You won't need money. I'm like, yeah, right. You're crazy. Trust us. Search for a car. You'll see. I'm like, this is stupid, but okay, whatever. I'll search for a car. So I started, you know, looking at used cars. And I found some, you know, certified from the dealer, yada, yada. One day I'm sitting at my computer. I get a notification to say, hey, it's uh, the Honda dealer here. We have the car you were looking at. You want to come test drive it? I'm looking at the time. I'm like, well, it's six o'clock. I don't know. Well, I got nothing else to do. Why not? So I go, I test drive the car. I go, well, there's nothing wrong with this car. It's great. Um, and I'm thinking there's no way I can afford to buy this car. So I'll, uh, you know, that'll just occupy some time. I'll, I'll go away. Dealer says, well, don't you want to sign for the car? I'm like, you want me to sign now? Well, yeah. I was like, well, then the deal has to be pretty sweet. Well, what do you want? I'm looking around the dealership and I see on new cars, it says delay payments for three months. I'm thinking there's no way they're going to give this to me, but it doesn't hurt to ask. I want that. I want three month delay. He went, okay. What else? I said, well, the payments are too high. Can you lower that somehow? Okay. I'll go talk to the manager. Comes back. Okay. We'll give you that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Delayed payments? You're serious? Absolutely. I literally handed keys over to my, you know, car that's about to just fall apart. I received keys to a new car. I mean, it was a used, but still new. And I put no money down just as they said. Now to top it off, this was pre-COVID. When in Canada, there was COVID incentives by financial institutions where they would help you out if you're in financial stress, which I was. The bank offered an incentive. I called to find out what the offer was. And they said, we will allow an additional six months delay on payments. I was like, no way. And I qualified. So in total, I had nine months of delayed payments and by then I had the money, just as they said, if I had continued with the way I was thinking, I would not have a car. Wow. Right? So to me, that's the best example of all. That is a great example. Hmm. 
And that, like, you're, not, you're right, too. Nobody's, most of us are going to look at that as a possibility. Exactly. Because we're still exactly. used to basing everything on our past that where nothing is like that's happened. So why would we think that? Exactly. And why would you even know it was going to exist unless you went there, <laughs> right? And I certainly did not. I was like, yeah, right, crazy. And then I'm like, no, I'm crazy for not, you know, not believing it. Wow. That's great. Um, so how about the device that you've made? You know, once you lost the, the access to your to the trans medium that you were using, and is, is was it right after that you said, you know what, I have to create something or do something or, you know? It was actually, okay, so he retired in 2004. I discovered the dragonfly in 2017. So how that went down is at the time I married the niece of the trans psychic. And so when he retired, I was put in charge to, to, um, archive all of his audio recordings. And he was also a big book collector, like everything on the paranormal and everything else he collected. So he unfortunately passed away around 2012 or 2013. And of course I'm going through all the books like, okay, what do I want? What do I not want? And as I was going through the books, I came across this book called Breakthrough, an amazing experiment with electronic communication with the dead. It was published in 1971. I was like, okay, this is interesting. I didn't even know there was another way. I read the book and there were experiments in it. So I was like, okay, well, I have to try this. Day one, I didn't get anything. Slept on it, made a change. Next day, I heard a voice. I was like, so excited. I was like, I can't believe this. I said, okay, so... I think you're my guides. Like, who are you? They said, yes, we're associated with yourself. Okay. I'm like getting more excited. So what do I need to know then? You need to know that this is not, it's not only you, anyone else can do it. I was like, okay. I'm like, all right. And then I'm thinking, well, I need someone else to do this. Like I, I, maybe I'm going crazy. So I called my brothers up saying, Hey, this is what happened. This is what I did. One of my brothers says, well, Richard, maybe something's wrong with you, or maybe this is real. I said, well, you got to come and try it. He came over. He was blown away. He's like, no way. He says, well, and I said, well, I'm glad it's real. But to get further verification, I had a tutor who was tutoring my son, and I was like going, hey, uh, can you please like come try it? This is what it is. This is what's going on. She's like, okay, sure. Her name was Harsha. And so she... Uh, put on the headphones, gave it a try. And then she heard her grandfather's voice come through and refer to her in a nickname that he referred when he was alive. And that just blew her away. It got me extremely excited because I was like, that's absolute verification right there. And then using call it my persistence and constant questioning with my guides, they were able to help me develop the dragonfly to where it is today so that absolutely everybody could hear it. And that's how it came about. It was just, I guess, stumbled discovery and then um, persistence. Because when I was excited, I was like, yeah, there's no way I'm not going to do this. This is just too much. And when other people could hear it, I was like, okay, that's it. This is it. Got to do it. And that's where I am today. Wow. So how does it work? Like, what is it? Like, is it an antenna or is it um, white noise? How does it work? So it's a, basically it's an amplifier. It amplifies the connection you already have with your guides. 
and then I use a sound file. So the key, part of the key is the sound file. So the sound file sounds like a busy restaurant where you cannot discern any of the words, you know, where you just kind of hear conversation, but you don't know what anyone's saying. So when I, uh, when I first, first started, it was white noise and that was the hardest to hear. Um, and then when I asked them, okay, well, you know, what do I need? And they said, uh, they started mentioning something about a voice. So I did a search on the internet and I started figuring out a way to create that voice. So I created a sound file again, sounds like a busy cafe. It's two seconds long and your ears hear non-discernible words, but your brain hears discernible words. So your guides manipulate the sound or like that part of your mind so that you can actually hear them. And then when you speak, you can either speak out loud or you speak in your mind. Either way, they're going to hear you. So the only way one can get a recording is by transcribing. So you, so you write down what you've said. And then when you hear the recording, you write down what you hear. Now what you hear, it's possible. It could be like one voice, two voices, or a third voice. Sometimes they're talking over each other. And so what I tell clients is just listen to the, the, um, the primary voice, write it down, and then you can ignore that. Now write down what else you hear. And then they start getting answers to their questions. And then you would call it hit pause, state your next question or have a conversation. And when you hit uh, play on the next track, they answer you. So the conversation is live. It's not recorded. I've had people listen to the same sound file at the exact same time, swearing to each other that what they hear is super clear. And no, no, it sounds like this. No, no, it sounds like that. And what they hear is completely different. It's because again, it's live and it's kind of like telepathic, but the way it all works is so that that telepathic is super strong. And again, the voice file is just there to give your brain that idea that there is a voice and then they take it from there so that you actually hear it. But what you hear is as clear as what you're hearing me right now. Wow. And, and the recordings, when you, when you, so if you're recording this, on the recordings themselves, can you hear both you and what's being played and go back and, and, and refer to it again to make sure that what you heard was correct? No. So again, only the notes that you transcribe uh -huh. would be the record of the session. If you were to go back to the recording or back to play the sound file, call it the next day or even six hours later, you'll hear something completely different because your guides are going to give you a different message. I have had clients go, hey, I'm hearing the same set of words in the same track at the same time. And that's where I've learned what they're doing is they're emphasizing a message. So sometimes to help us, they're trying to change the way we think. So if you're asking questions out of worry and they keep telling you, don't worry, it's all going to work out. Well, they're not going to um, uh, change their answer. They're going to be like insistent, like any good family friend would be like, yo, would you stop worrying? You know, kind of things like that. But they do it their way. And they can be comedic. They can be a pain in the butt. They can get very persistent. Um, but what I've learned is they love you and they only want to help. And so their advice is bang on. And sometimes I get uh, clients that dismiss the message because they just can't believe what they're hearing. Like if I was to bring up the car example, I couldn't believe it. Um, but when I find that 
clients don't dismiss the message, they get the most from it. And yeah, I have learned trust the other side. I've been talking to the other side all my life and not yet have they been deceived. I've had some wild answers and I thought it's been crazy, but at the end of it, I go, they were right. So <laughs> why am I questioning it? You know? Right. How do you deal like, like the, the skeptic? You know, there's always the skeptic or, or the guy who's like, how do you know it isn't the devil? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. From what I've learned through my life, there is nothing negative. I mean, there are beliefs out there that say, oh, well, what if you're going to open a portal? What if a bad spirit comes through? What I've been told is guides kind of control that. They said there's no bad soul. It's more Hollywood has gotten in our head. Like Hollywood has created some brilliant, brilliant films that feed us with creative ideas. And also there's been beliefs out there that I think were created because if knowledge is power and I don't want you to have power, then I'm going to make sure you don't get the knowledge. So if I can get you to fear a source of knowledge, then I am more powerful than you. So if you automatically avoid knowledge, <laughs> then, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's more where it's coming from. And here, if people start, like it, the th big thing is, it's not normal to talk to the other side. So it's kind of new for everyone. But once you start doing it and you start getting that insight, then the magic happens, right? Mm -hmm. Then your life changes and it gets amplified. And the more we do it, the more people that know about it, the more they empower themselves rather than relying on someone else or believing what's out there because you now have something to check in on, right? You can say, is that new story true or are they just, you know? You're absolutely right. I agree with that 100%. One, I don't necessarily, I don't believe that there's evil entities out there or, or negative. I don't believe that they, like, like from our point of view, sure, they might look negative because we see everything in a dualistic way. But from the point of view of, of the oneness, the universe, singularity, whatever it is, God, there isn't. And, you know, right. there's just, there's just obstacles <laughs> or resistance to make us grow. And that's it. Like, I'm going to The Conjuring House, where the Conjuring movies were based on from, you know, Ed and Lorraine Warren. People are like, how could you go there? How could you go there? Aren't you afraid? I'm like, I really don't believe that anything evil is there. Exactly. I don't believe there's exactly. anything that evil anywhere. Like some people said to me, would you sleep in a haunted house? I'd be like, if there was a comfortable bed, absolutely. Because <laughs> I don't think the house is haunted. Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, um, and the information, too, is also, this is something that our ancestors did. And then I think it got squashed out by uh, religions and government because, like you just explained, I agree with that. A hundred percent. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I mean, if you look back in the past, um, the idea of talking to the other side even is in the Bible where the I, I don't know the exact <laughs> phrase, but they, you know, they say so-and-so talked to a witch. Well, a witch had access to information. Um, even tarot cards goes back thousands and thousands of years. I mean, it's, there's stories left, right and center. And even in the media, when you watch movies, there's lots of references to, Oh, go get a, you know, go see a psychic, go get your palm read. So mm -hmm. it, it, it's just, unfortunately, I think they make it a bit taboo. I mean, talking about experiences like that, a lot of people, you know, they're just not used to it. So they start thinking people are weird, but I don't know. It's normal well, to me, you know. But it's changing though. 
people are starting to I come agree. back to this. You know, people are starting to look at like some of our older traditions, like shamanism and things like that. Or and and then that, you know, obviously kind of leads into this because it's all really the same. It's a reliance in a communication from something as outside of our perspective. I agree. And I also found that in a lot of professions like the police, um, uh, doctors, ambulances, they tell me they all rely on their gut. Like I, I've spoken to some officers where I'm like, so, you know, is the gut the most important thing? They go, it's gut first. Because if I feel bad about something, hell no, am I not going to go put myself in that situation? I'm going to listen to that. Right. So, yeah. I think it's I think it's growing that we're more and more people are realizing gut is the key. And what is that? That's your guides. Even in business, do you think people, you know, base everything on facts and figures? It's usually, you know, the CEO's gut that says, no, I feel we should go this way. And look where they are. You know? Hmm. Yeah. Intuition. Yes. It's powerful. Hmm. So, so with your device, like, um, I was, you said there's a file where we can hear it. What does the other part do? Does the other part send the message out? Oh, so they hear you call it all the time. So if you, uh, like, I'm, I'm no, uh, what do you call it? I'm not shy from just talking to myself, but I know I'm kind of talking to them. Mm-hmm. So they hear your thoughts all the time because they're connected with you. So you have the dragonfly, which is the amplifier, which is approximately, a, it looks like a wood box that's about four inches by four inches by four inch. Inside it has the amplification technology um, that's more, because a lot of people ask me, well, yeah, but how does that work? And I'm like, well, there's a field of research called radionics that is a like a radio. It, you tune into an energy, but it's an energy that's like a spiritual energy. So it's not mainstream science um it's similar to like uh they say the pyramids creates it or amplifies or create or collects an energy well how does that work well it's based on its shape yeah but what about that and it's like well there's a science there that hasn't been explored so that's the kind of thing that i've explored a bit deeper um and then again you have the sound file which is just that mechanism that helps the brain understand there's a voice there but if the dragonfly itself is not near you like someone was just to download my app because it's free on the app store you would just hear non-discernible words like you need the dragonfly and i've had several people test this out and sure enough they're like how is this working i'm like well it's a new technology it's a it's a different type of science but it's interesting it's interesting (laughs) how did you figure it out through um, persistence, trial and error, and asking more and more questions. So I had clients um, in the beginning that had a hard time hearing from their guides. So I would use them as my control. So I'm like, okay. And sometimes I wouldn't even tell them that I improved it. I would just beg them, could you please try it one more time? Yeah, but I was annoyed. I know, but just try it one more time. And they're like, well, actually, I'm now starting to hear something. Oh, what do you hear? Well, I hear a word. Awesome. Then when I made another improvement, now try it. And they would be writing full sentences. And I was like, perfect. So that's basically, yeah, just persistence. And me asking a lot of questions like, is this right? Why is this happening? Um, And 
once I got the concept, then it was easy. Then I knew, okay, now it's just time and money at this point. Hmm. Does it use electronics? Does it use crystals? Or you won't tell? I can't reveal that. But it's a combination of all the above. Hmm. Like anyone who owns a Dragonfly, everything about the Dragonfly is part of the technology. Even the wood, even the shape, it's all part of it. It just, it's a, it's, it's a fringe science where you just don't understand it. But I go, but it works. That's the bottom line. It works. So why question when it works? Just enjoy it. That's crazy. So you use it yourself, obviously. All the time. Wow. Do you use it just? And in the beginning, I was, I was like doing eight hours a day because I was, I had so many questions and so many ideas. Um, now it's kind of like, it just becomes a daily thing. So you don't have to sit and do it for a whole hour. You could sit and do it for one minute. You know, just ask one question, get an answer, go, okay, cool. And then walk away. You are always in control, which is the big thing. It's not like you have to go into a deep meditation. You literally load the app, turn on the dragonfly, talk away, write down the answer. Simple as that. Wow. It's super, super simple. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, so what have you learned through it? Like, like I, I would be asking questions like, why am I here? What is the purpose of the universe? What is the purpose of me? What is God? I would be asking questions like that. Did you? Exactly. So I, I we could talk for eons. I've learned tons. Um, okay, to give an example. So what is the purpose of life? I've been told it's to experience. So when a soul incarnates, they design the life, like writing a script to a play. And the objective is how does the play end up? Like how, how does it, how does it result? So when the captain goes on the journey, where does the captain choose to go? Now, remember, you're starting life as a blank slate. So the only thing that has started to shape your life were your parents. So they tell me you've chosen your parents. Now, your parents have a certain environment. They introduce you to certain people that already starts your journey. They take you to certain schools because they're in control of some of your decisions. But from there, where do you end up? So as you proceed through life, yes, we have some rocky roads. Yes, things may not uh, be as smooth as we want them to be. But they're telling me that's all part of the journey. Because if you look at some people who've had the roughest of lives, and yet they're the largest successes, how do they do it? It's what shaped them. If you look at where you are today, are you happy where you are? If you're not, understand that every decision you made in the past got you here today. But every decision you make from today forward gets you to where you want to be in the future. So there's telling me that it's that journey, it's the experience. Now, when we end the life, they say the soul looks back at the life and your group as a, how did that go? Did we like what, what the end result was? How do we want to make the next life to be? Um, what should we do different? Maybe we should be female. Maybe we should be, you know, whatever. And then you do this over and over and over again to gain more and more experience. And I said, okay, great. But what's, here we are all together, let's say on the planet Earth. What's the whole objective? They said to move society forward. They said, look at where you were even 200 years ago, look at where you are today. They said, it's far different. 
they, I said, yeah, but some people would say, you know, the world is not in a great place. They said, go back 500 years. The world was worse than what it is today. Do you think things were golden? They said there was more barbarism than there is today. Like we see the problems, but those problems and that journey is what's leading us to understand where we need to be. This is why we have people who, you know, are environmentalists. This is why we have people who are doctors. Everyone's trying to move us forward. So as a collective, we're moving society forward. It may seem slow, but is it? With the internet, information is moving much faster. So society moves faster because our children today get far more information far quicker than we did when we grew up. So it just continues along the same path. And then here we are. Yeah, I, I would agree with that also that we're here to have an experience. Um, do you ever ask what is creating the experience? Wait, is, is this well, projection? Is this holographic reality? Is, oh, it, is Do you think this is all just um, mathematical possibilities or probabilities? What they've explained to me is... This is like the reality. It's like, uh, okay, so as we know things, this is a physical reality. They're in a spiritual reality. It's all in, in a physics term, it's all about energy and frequencies, right? Mm -hmm. They're at one frequency, we're at another. But they're kind of painting it like this is where everybody wants to be. All souls want to be in this reality because this is how they gain experience. Um, being in the spiritual realm is like a waiting game. They're waiting to enter the physical realm. And they're saying, so they're saying it's, it was, um, call it, um, they re, they've referred to God. They've said that God created this reality like a playground. Here you are. Here's the playground. Now go play and, in, and have fun. Enjoy. So it's, it's like an environment where we get to play with it, manipulate it, destroy it, whatever. But it, we're gaining experience by doing so. It's like giving, being given, um, I guess, a plot of land and saying, okay, well, what do you want to do with that? Well, someone decides to be a farmer. Someone decides I'm going to build a building or someone decides, well, I'm just going to build a, um, a shack or whatever. It's yours to do what you will, but that's kind of like it was a reality that was created. And now we all get to use it because what's also been explained is in the physical reality, we get everything that we have, all the senses, all the tastes. When you're in the spiritual realm, none of that exists, right? They're, you're not going to know what that burger tastes like. They'll have a memory of it, but there's no interactive um, uh, reality, I guess. It, it's, it, I, I feel like I can, you can almost get lost in, in description because it's like, okay, so spiritual reality doesn't really have anything except for <laughs> knowledge, but the physical reality is where all the fun's at. I can see why we want to be here. And I start thinking of the Matrix, you know, where they start uh, able to create. Or actually, there's a scene in the Matrix where the, the guy's like eating a steak and he's just enjoying it. Like, my goodness, this steak. I think it's the same kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good one. You know, I always say, like, if we weren't meant to eat good food and have sex and have fun, we would be ghosts, right? We wouldn't have right? bodies. There's no need for the body if we're not going to experience those things. Exactly. <laughs> I think I would rather do all that than be a ghost. Yeah, me too. At least for now. It's pretty <laughs> – it, it is. And I love the analogy of it being a playground too because we take it way too seriously. And we're just 
We're going to have so much fun just creating here. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so much to explore. Like, I mean, technology is evolving so much. I mean, if you look at where we are today, we've got virtual reality. we got, you know, cool movies. Like, there's so many creativities. And it's, I, I mean, this is the other thing I've asked is, um, I okay, so what about, you know, um, UFOs, what about, you yeah. know, people or whatever on other planets? And they said, well, see it as a culture. They're a different culture than we are. And I said, well, how come they figured out space travel? They said, because they took it from a different perspective than we did. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. I said, are they evil? I said, they're just like us. They, you know, they're exploring their environment. They're learning their way. But it's not like they have TVs or they have radio. They said they do it totally different. They have a different perspective. So they, they, um, their culture is very different. And the best example they said is look at the cultures on earth and look at the differences within them all. I mean, you have, even on earth, we have people, um, who are like tribes. You know, there's lost tribes out there who have only the technology they've been introduced to, but they don't have any technology of themselves. We have multiple languages on this planet. I mean, I think there's over 118 languages or the 118 cultures. I'm sure there's more languages, but uh, let's say there's 100 languages. They said out there, multiply that by, you know, an extremely large number. Um, but they said, just see it as a culture. They're a different culture. But do they look human? No, because their, their environment's totally different. Their sun can be different. Their uh, planet can be different, but they've adapted. And they became an intelligence. And I was like, oh, okay, that's really cool. I said, will we be visited? And they were like, absolutely. And they said, then there will be intergalactic trading. And they said, that's where it gets really interesting because what you think is useless, they think is gold. Oh, what is that? Well, it's a, um, it's a, it's a, a bird that just dips into water. Love it. We want, you know, a billion of those. Yeah, but those things are like cheap. We don't care. What do you want for it? You know, well, what do you have? Well, we have a teleporter. What? <laughs> right? You know, it's that kind of thing. Wow. Um, is time real or is it just a perspective? I think that my personal, I think it's perspective. And I believe if I've asked about it, because I don't totally recall, I think they said it's just, it's a, it's a comparative. Time is a comparative. They tell me time travel is not possible. And I was like, what? They said, because you would ruin all of existence. You would ruin every culture, everyone's lives, because if one little thing got changed, it would affect absolutely everyone in all of existence. So they said time travel is something that is a fantasy, but it's not actually something that could become a reality. Just because um, it just wouldn't work. And I was like, well, who controls that? They went, well, the creator kind of, I was like, are you sure? Like, really? So I don't know. That's are, what I'm told. Are, are they subjected to time? Or guys? They said it's the same as us. Um, they just see things a lot differently. So I think uh, in a way, time moves a bit quicker for them than it does for us. So it seemed, because... What I, one thing I asked, I said, well, how do you know the future? Are you predicting it? They said, there is no prediction. We just know. I said, okay. Well, how do you know? 
They said, well, just like you have a friend who you say, well, I know that person is going to probably order the apple pie because I know Billy always loves the apple pie. And this is a new restaurant and the apple pie looks pretty appetizing. So I'm willing to bet he's going to order the apple pie because I know him so well. They said, we know you so, so well. We can predict exactly what decision you're going to make and where you're going to be one year from now. But we know where you're going to be because we know every decision you're going to make. But we're also in communication with a very other soul and all the other guides who also know what decision is going to be made. So it's like we're masters at a game going, well, hey, John, where are you going? Okay, we're going to turn right on this day at this time. Okay, good to know. And so when everybody gives the information, they're all able to kind of calculate, okay, so if you do that and they do that, well, we know that Richard will decide this, which will take him there. And then we know this and this and this is going to happen. And then Richard will decide to go over that way. So if we want Richard to go that way, say turn right instead of the left, we're going to have to tell him, you know, this information. And then we see that he will actually make the decision to want to go right versus left. Right. That kind of thing. It's more of a knowing than a prediction. Mm -hmm. And that's something I honestly say that for the longest that um, I've known, I always thought, they, how are they predicting? I, I kept seeing it as a prediction. Why are psychics predicting? How do they do that? And they keep saying, it's not a prediction. It's a knowing. It's like a chess master. A grandmaster knows that if you move a certain piece, there's certain variables, but knows the best route to follow to get, you know, to the end of the game called um, checkmate. It's, they go, it's kind of the same thing, except we know you so well. We know what you're going to decide based on what the environment presents. So if apple pie is on the menu, there's a, we know you're going to get the apple pie because you love it that much. Like, <laughs> Good point. I do love apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a chocolate cake myself. <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> um, so this always makes me think of, of, of two things popped into my head while you were talking. You know, always the obvious question I ask you all the time, you know, if this is the case and they know and, and all that, you know, do we actually have free will, you know, or, or, or do our choices even actually make a difference? And then the other question I sort of think of is like, if they know all this, why don't they just do it themselves? Leave me alone. <laughs> 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 well, to answer the first question, um, yes, we do have free will because, as I said, they look at us as the captain. We're ultimately deciding. So, so just predictable. The, <laughs> right. Even with the dragonfly, you make the final choice. And trust me, I mean, there's been some choices where I go, that's crazy. I've chosen not to do it. And like I said, I go, damn it, they were right. And I'm sure some people have said that. Oh, well, actually, I know people have said that about their gut, where they're like, I should have listened to my gut. I chose not to listen to my gut. Well, saying I chose not to listen means you have the choice versus being nudged like a zombie where, you know, all of a sudden you're going left, you're going right, take five steps forward. Oh, no, stop. Wait for five seconds. That would be under control. So as far as they keep insisting, they say, no, no, free will, it's all yours. That's why you're the captain. We're just giving you advice. It's yours to take, yours to leave. 
Right. Mm. You know. <laughs> but it's there. To you. But it's there in our heads. <laughs> They're putting yeah. it there. <laughs> but it's more like um, if you, the captain, say, well, I want things to work out, then your gut may be very, get very strong at times because they want you to have things work out. So they're going to nudge you, push you stronger. You know, it's like um, a parent taking of a child. I don't want you to do that or that's dangerous. You're not going to do it. You know, it's kind of like those warning signs that, but it's not to control you. It's to help you. But ultimately, ultimately, you can ignore it. You're in control. And I think that's where a lot of people um, or where beliefs come in is they believe, well, yeah, but can't I get possessed? They're saying it's not possible. It's not designed that way. That's Hollywood. Hollywood has created so many ideas. It's, it's again, trying to prevent us to have knowledge. You want knowledge? Get, you know, you can have it. <laughs> Don't buy into the fear. Right? Well, they do us favors. How so? Like, what are you, what are you thinking of? Like prayer, for instance. Like, if we pray to them for, for a particular outcome, do they assist us? Absolutely. But you don't have to pray. You just ask for it. You know, mm -hmm. like, like, um, like me saying, okay, I want things to work out. Just say, well, I want, etc. But now you have to trust it. So sometimes the road is rough. But what you don't see is the smooth road ahead. But they do see it. And me, like me getting a car. I'm like, there's no way I can afford a car. And they're saying, you don't need to. Hmm. What are you talking about? So I'm thinking the road's going to be very rough. And they're like, no, 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 the smooth road is right over there. Can you just go and make the decision and look for a car? Ugh. All right. And then boom, I got a car. Right. So it's kind of like that. Like trust it, work with it, and you get the end result. And then the favors roll in. Now, what do you want? So, so where do you want to go? So if this, if this is true, if this is, I never have to worry about a damn thing again for the rest of my life. If only everybody would, would take that to heart, we would be so much better. And trust me, even with all this knowledge that I have, I still go through my worries. I still go through my concerns. Of course, I'm human. Uh, but what's the end result? Yes, they were right. I kept saying, darn it. If they're right this much, when am I going to stop worrying? Like, why am I worrying when they're so right? Like, ah, when do I listen? <laughs> so I guess it's just time, right? I guess. Um, do you think that it's possible for a person to make every wrong decision in their entire life or completely miss the point of what they came here for? Like I go way, so. go completely off the mark. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's a good question. I don't think so because, again, you you're you're going on a journey the journey of life. So is the decision wrong? I would say my personal opinion, if you repeat the problem, maybe it's wrong, but then why are you repeating it? I mean, there's so many questions like they look at it as what a wonderful experience. So if you chose every wrong decision, they're like, wasn't that awesome? While in the physical reality, we're like, that person's crazy. Mm -hmm. They see it from a different perspective. It's like a character in a gameplay, um, or sorry, in a game. You're choosing to play the game a certain way. What's the outcome? You died. Or what's the outcome? You won. Start a game. You know, go into another reincarnation. 
that's kind of how they're giving me the viewpoint is how do you want to play the game? It's yours to play. Um, and let's have fun at it. And so here we are, <laughs> you know. Then there's the, you know, I'm sure this would come up a lot too because all interviewers would ask this question, you know. Then like, well, are they looking down at like something like 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 Hitler and the Holocaust? Going, oh, this is great. And then somebody, right. the Holocaust guy's like, oh no, you're an asshole. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and see, that's where it gets interesting. Is like, I think that's just a part of like let's move society forward. All those tragic things, and I mean, Hitler is a is was a tragic event. What did we learn, you know, from, from the spiritual perspective? What was learned? What, what did we, what did it emphasize? And will that ever happen again? And they're saying that what Hitler did, as bad as it was, it, it, like it stained the world in a way it needed to be stained so it won't happen again. Right. So sometimes it's like, um, you know, why are people, uh, the way they are, it's all part of the collective called we're moving society forward. This is why everyone takes so many different interests, right? There's so many doctors, there's people creating new professions now, there's people making new decisions, um, or people uh, even deciding, for example, their own gender, right? It's that freedom and they're, they're, they're deciding and they're, and they're making a, a presentation on a different perspective that other people in the past have never thought of. I mean, we're accepting more and more things these days. And I think it's just widening our choices and our perspectives that we didn't have before, which gives us as a collective society more things to think about so that we change to new conclusions or to come up with even more ideas. Like who knows what's going to happen 50 years from today, but I couldn't even predict that we would have been here 50 years ago. You know, like there's just so many different thoughts now. And I think it's all part of like, you know, again, like an environmentalist, some people would call them cuckoo way years mm -hmm. ago. Now we're starting to listen to them go, you know, I think they're right. I think we need to not do that and have a healthier lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Right, See, so I'm not surprised that we're. I think we're kind of where I thought we would be, you know, from growing up as a kid to where we are now. What has okay, what, yeah. what surprises me the most, though, is the resistance to it. That there's still a lot of people resisting growth. I think a lot of people hate change, so the resistance <laughs> comes when there's a lot of change, right? And they're like, "No, I want it the old way." Yeah, well. How far do you want to go back? Like, <laughs> so I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. Yeah, and some of the stuff prior to that is what's coming back for us. You know, the shamanism ideas, connection to spirit, and listening to exactly. intuition more. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's a lot of. Um, the other thing that I've noticed, um, having been in this all my life is spirituality has taken kind of like, I want to call it like a fantasy role. Like the spiritualists, in my opinion, have gotten extremely creative in things that are happening. Um, there's a new language now than there used to be 20 years ago. Um, you know, they're saying, you know, people talk about twin flames and they talk about, um, Oh, there's something else. When you're working on yourself, there's a name for it in spiritualism. Um, 
Oh, shadow. I think they call it shadow work. So shadow when you're working work, on yourself, yeah. they're saying, I'm, I'm doing some shadow work. Um, to me, these are creative descriptions. I personally don't agree with absolutely everything. What I'm trying to promote is bring, is grind, bring everyone back to ground. Um, talking to the other side is easy. It's simple. It's safe. The knowledge is immense, but Again, it's not complex. We don't have to start thinking that to be psychic is complex. We're all psychic. We all have the ability. We all have a gut. You just got to start trusting it and using it. And with my product, I've worked to streamline it where it's super simple. Turn it on, listen to the sound file, write it down. You can't get more simple than that. It's easy. There's nothing to fear, um, but don't call it glorify everything. And some, when people ask me, well, how does it work? I try to keep it as simple as possible because I'm, I don't want to try to sell you on all these fancy scientific, you know, crazy names or crazy things or some, some fantasy science that you would think comes from a sci-fi book. I want to try to keep everyone grounded. It's simple. Like your guides are helping you out. You, you, if you choose to believe it or not, you incarnate in this life. We start with a fresh slate. You do what you want to do. You're the captain. Like, let's just keep it simple. Let's stop glorifying it. But there's been a, this movement of glorification. So, I don't know. I guess it's a new creativity. <laughs> Have fun with it. But from where I came from, um, way back, call it when I was growing up, I the biggest thing is um, psychic stuff was just, everything was simple. It was very grounded. Where I was like, that seems more real than some of this glorification. It's not that it's wrong. It's just, it's like it's, if things are overemphasized, then they, then they truly need to be trying to make something more complex than it really is. Some people enjoy the complexity, uh, complexities, but I just like to keep it simple. So is that why you call this thing like a dragonfly rather than something like a quantum oscillator or something? Exactly. Exactly. And strangely enough, I did not know what dragonfly meant. It just, for some reason, seemed like, like, yeah, that would be cool. Let's name it after an insect. It was literally a couple of weeks later, I looked up, what's the meaning of dragonfly? And apparently it's associated with the other side. So I went, okay, did I think of the name or did my guide suggest the name? Like, cause it, it, it was suggested and I was like, mm, okay, that's interesting nudge right there. But yeah, it's, it's again, keep it simple. <laughs> <laughs> is this device patented no because it's um it's a science that is not well accepted and honestly i would just keep it as a trade secret so if anyone was to try to crack it open it, w it wouldn't look like anything like going into a pyramid does the pyramid look like anything well no but it does it work well yes or if you don't believe it no but this works so if you just if you crack into it, you're going to destroy it. Then it won't work. And then you'll say, "Well, why doesn't it work? I don't understand what I'm looking at." Well, that's the trade secret. That's the whole point. So I right now have decided keep it as a trade secret. So that means you're the only guy though making them, right? Otherwise, if you hire somebody, hire somebody to make them, then it's no longer really a trade secret. Oh, absolutely, and that's definitely going to happen in the future. Where um, obviously it's it'll get out there now. My ultimate goal with the dragonfly is to get it to the point 
where you would actually be able to see and hear in real time, like we see each other, mm -hmm. but it would be like seeing a ghost, but communicating with that ghost or group of ghosts, um, and you would ha not need the sound file. There'd be no, um, I don't know, I don't think you could record it physically, but um, you could definitely transcribe uh, and you could probably... I don't know, maybe describe what they look like, mm -hmm. but they're telling me that it can get to a point where let's say everybody was to talk to a soul, say so-and-so's grandmother or whoever. And if we were seeing them, they said that soul would be communicating with the group of people. So the reason everybody is seeing it is because that soul is communicating with everybody versus what with the dragonfly right now your own guides are only communicating with you they don't communicate with anyone else and their guides don't communicate with you so you will never hear their messages and they'll never hear yours but you'll have to compare transcripts and and you know i would trust if another person told me this is what i heard this is how i heard it um and then go from there going well i didn't hear that i heard this you know so that's, yeah, that's, sorry, not to repeat, but that's my ultimate goal is somehow, some way, get the Dragonfly to the point that everybody can see and hear and interact. And I think that would change things drastically. But right now, <laughs> you can only hear them. I'm sorry. <laughs> so so what do you say to people who say, oh, it's just the brain matrixing? You know, like when we see, look at a cloud and see a bunny rabbit. So... My answer to that is because I've had people say, yeah, yeah, it's, no, this is just me answering the question. It's what I expected to hear. I go, okay, now as a test, write down your question and before you ask it and hear the answer, write down what you think the answer is and go crazy. What do you think that you're going to be told? Write it all down. Now listen, what do they mm. say? Every time it's never what you expect. I've had people try to avoid listening because, well, yeah, but I'm going to hear this. I go, it's never what you expect. And sure enough, they're like, that's the answer. I didn't think they would say that. Ta-da. <laughs> right? Do they ever give answers that don't make sense? 100%. Um, I call it, uh, some messages are super clear and some need to be deciphered. So when you decipher a message, it's kind of like you write down all the words and you start defining it and then you put the definition together and then you'll, you'll get more of the message. Kind of like, um, what do you call it? It's like they're uh, compressing a message. So they give it to you cryptically, partly because you might resist what you hear. So if you decipher it your way, you'll get the complete message. But sometimes the messages are totally clear. Now on top of that, Sometimes you get messages where, well, I understand what the message is, but it doesn't make sense. Well, not now, but maybe a week from now, it starts to make a lot more sense. So I've heard things where I go, you told me what was going to happen this week, four sessions ago, and that was six days ago. I didn't think you would do it. I thought the last session was telling me about this week. But when I look back at my notes, I go, they were telling me about this week, like three weeks ago. That's interesting. Why would they say that? So three weeks ago, nothing made sense. Three weeks later, made total sense. My brother received information, received a message, um, didn't make sense till six months later because he got new information. Then he went, oh, that's what they were referring to. Hmm. Son of a gun. 
So, yeah, definitely. Now, the other cool thing is people said, can I talk to my loved one? Like, can I talk to my dad? And I'm like, absolutely. Three things are possible and three things have happened. You can actually hear the voice you remember. Or number two is you'll hear tones of the voice, the way they would say certain words. And the third possibility is you will hear a voice that has no similarity whatsoever, but they will give you all the information that it is them. So what some clients have said is they say, oh, that's mom because mom has always called me, you know, you little rascal or whatever. Um, but I've had clients hear the voice that they remember in circumstances that I said to myself, there's no way they're going to hear it because they're in way too much grief. And I've had a lady swear to me. She goes, I hear my daughter's voice and she's pointing at the earphones she, or headphones. And she's like, I hear it. And I'm like, I'm, I'm shocked. I was surprised, but unfortunately I'm not in control. It's how the other side chooses to represent themselves. So I've had people try to talk to a celebrity thinking they're going to hear the celebrity's voice and then they hear something totally different. I'm like, you need to understand that the soul has had multiple lives and had chooses the way it wants to represent itself. But understand you will get all the information. So, you know, don't judge it just because it's not what you expect. Mm -hmm. But open yourself up to realize it's like if you were to talk to a, an actor who's in a particular film, well, they play a character in that film. Are you going to expect the character or are you going to expect the actor? The same with souls. Expect the soul. Don't expect the actor in the play that they played. <laughs> or sorry, the character in the play that they played. That's fascinating. Yeah. Wow. So how long has this been out on the market? And how has it been received? Um, I started selling in 20, late 2018, early 2019. The receiving has been very positive. Um, it's not, um, call it everywhere because COVID, uh, as everyone knows, uh, slowed everything down and it hit me hard. So what I've been doing recently is relaunching my business. Mm -hmm. Um, so I have a website called richardthecreator.com. Um, the dragonfly is up for sale. It's $500 Canadian. Um, and you pay for shipping. There's a 30 day refund policy where you'll get a refund on the product. I just don't refund the shipping because I'm a one man show, but there I've had several thousands of people try the dragonfly, even earlier versions, always positive. Like I said, um, in terms of talking to loved ones, the reason I say three possibilities exist is because this is what was reported back to me when clients tried it out. Um, yeah, so it's it's been really positive. It's been really, really positive. But I get a lot of like, what? That's, how does this thing work? You know, a lot of fascination. So I'm excited when someone else really enjoys it because to me, Selling something is great. That that lasts for about two seconds. But mm -hmm. when I see somebody enjoy it and really like enrich themselves, that to me is the reward. Mm -hmm. That's what I look for or hope wow. for at least. How long does it take you to make one of these? Start to finish um, about, uh, I want to say four or five days. Wow. Um, part of that is uh, certain things need to like when you glue something together you have to let the glue set it's kind of like the same thing i have you know it takes 24 hours for the glue to set so that's why i say four to five 
Um, so I'm hoping to get it down to like start to finish within the day. But of course that comes with volume and money. But yeah, every single one is right now handmade. That's pretty cool. Um, so <laughs> this is fascinating, man. Thanks for coming on today. Oh, and, absolute pleasure. Thank you. And, and before uh, we wrap it up, uh, just give out your site, site one more time. And I'll also put it in the notes of the episode. It's richardthecreator.com. And again, you go into, um, on the website, you'll see tabs where it says creations. And then you click that and you'll see the Dragonfly for sale. And um, the app that comes with the Dragonfly is free. It's on both the Apple and Google store. The Dragonfly comes with a manual that's straightforward. Uh, you can pre-see the manual right now. If you go to the product page, you can download the manual in PDF so you get a heads up as to what to expect. Um, but just to say my website again, it's richardthecreator.com. And it's creator C-R-E-A-T-O-R. All right. I'll put that in the links of the, in the notes of this episode so my listeners can find you. And, and definitely, I hope they try awesome. out your device, some of them. Um, sounds really interesting. <laughs> it's really cool. Definitely an advancement on the Ouija board. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and um, just hang on for a moment, and I was going to play the outro. Thank you.